Kelly's Roadhouse, the Sweet Valley Recap Podcast. My name's Paula and I'm here with Rich. Hello. Um, hope you all had a nice break. Yeah, hope you had a good new year and all that stuff. We're back for our first episode of the year and... After all of our Christmas specials, we're back. Yeah. And we're back with book number 19, Showdown. Yeah, which I uh, I, I quite enjoyed. Quite enjoyed I didn't... In- I thought it was a bit dull until the last 20 or 30 See, pages. See, I didn't find it that dull. Um, there was enough going on kept me interested it is ridiculous it's ridiculous and everyone is awful um particularly jessica <laughs> we have a peach cover mm. and it's got uh jessica and lila on it facing one another yeah it's weird because jess is kind of like looking away from her but giving her side eye lila's looking straight at us yeah camera and that's because she's got a flat face it's always face on she does look a bit flat actually on this cover yeah so does jessica though but um lila's got a sly smile on her face yes which is weird because she's actually i I suppose it might be because she is smug in places during this book so and jessica is looking at her she looks disgusted she looks absolutely disgusted by lila yeah i agree um, it's called Showdown, but Jessica and Lila don't really have a showdown. In this no, book. I'm assuming the showdown might happen <laughs> in Crash Landing because, like, they didn't really resolve this. Really, mm. I mean, they might just drop it, but I kind of feel like there might be a little more to this rivalry after this book. But uh, well, who they're knows? just in a constant rivalry, aren't they? Jessica they are, Lila. but it seemed this one was the most extreme example. I yeah. think this is the one that could like actually break their friendship. I felt like, but it, it didn't. So Jessica and Lila are in love with the same boy. Yes, More than are. she bargained for. When Lila Filer's mysterious new boyfriend finally appears at her pool party, so that's the construction worker. If that you is remember the, from the construction worker. Now, with, now that was Lila was going to visit her father at work and saw him working in a construction site, but she thinks he's a spy. A prince. Oh, a prince? It was yeah. a spy, wasn't it, last time? It might time? have been both. Wasn't she thinking he was a spy or something? But yeah, so anyway. So he was undercover. So oh, was an undercover, undercover prince. that's right. Yeah, undercover prince. For no reason. No, other than she fancies him and she can't imagine that she'd fancy a lowly construction worker. So there must be something special about him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it says, Jessica Wakefield is dazzled. Jack is handsome, sexy and exciting. Even more perfect than Lila described him. So Jessica wastes no time making sure he notices her too. Unknown to Lila, Jack dates both girls. Jessica during the week and Lila on weekends. But the sight of Lila's happy face on Monday mornings is more than Jessica can stand. Oh, imagine seeing one of your friends happy. I know. I just can't stand it. <laughs> it's just awful. Jessica's twin sister, Elizabeth, warns her to drop Jack before she really gets hurt. But Jessica would rather get Lila out of the picture and then Jack will be hers. All hers. Oh, boy. So, um... <clears throat> Well, this book opens with with a bit of a surprise. Um, Jessica is actually helping Elizabeth empty the dishwasher. Yeah. She's doing a chore. They're cleaning up after Sunday brunch in the Spanish child kitchen. Where else? Um, and they're gossiping about Lila's new mystery man. Yeah. They're, they're, now, Lila's putting on a pool party today. Um, 
which they think is like, oh, you know, she's going overboard to impress them. But I thought like she has a party like every week. It's not really that yeah, special. Yeah, but remember, she invented this one just to invite him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So she's she's put this party on specifically for Jack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Pretended to Jack that she was having it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz is worried that Jessica's thinking of going after Jack herself. Um. Yeah, and then Jess like almost immediately replies. She's like, "Well, I don't see why not if he's cute." Yeah. Basically, it's like, "Okay." It's like because he's your best friend's date. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liz is shocked by this, and I don't really know why she's shocked by her sister's bitchiness. Mm. And then we get the description. Uh, it includes that they're four minutes apart, perfect size sixes, blonde hair, and brilliant smiles. Yeah. Um, Liz also reminds Jessica of poor Neil Fremont. <laughs> yeah. Poor Neil Fremont. She just says, um, Neil won't mind. Yeah, <laughs> she fine. says she says we're just friends. And I can't help it if I drive guys wild. Brilliant. And then Liz says, Okay, okay, you're charming and irresistible. And Jessica's like, Yeah, carry on. So Elizabeth adds clever, a good dancer, the best cheerleader Sweet Valley High has ever had. And just goes off on this massive, like... It's payback for all the times that people have blown smoke up Liz's ass during these books. Finally, Jess is getting mm-hmm. a bit of compliment. And then we cut to the pool party at Firecrest. Yes. Liz and Todd are relaxing by the pool. And they're literally having a conversation about how good looking they both are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so- what the hell imagine imagine if we just sat here like just talked about how good looking we are yeah they're like literally i don't just... think we've ever done that no they're, they're kissing each are, other on the forehead the and just saying how <laughs> great and amazing they both are yeah um and then they're interrupted by enid and george yeah and liz is all like oh my god we got caught in the act and it's like <laughs> just kissed him on the forehead <laughs> jesus um and they've come straight from george's flying lesson Yes. Elizabeth tells George that Robin Wilson's taking the same course. I'm I'm still in disbelief that high school kids are taking a flying course, I, let alone two of them. I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking the same. I was like, what is, is the this minimum a age thing to fly? In America? Are they I, even I Googled to... it. Go um, on. I think it was it is sixteen, I think. When can they drive? Sixteen. Okay, you can fly at the same time you I see I would have thought I'd be like you can get used to ground based right. vehicles. I Googled first. it um I Googled it. A couple of weeks ago, when I, I feel was like if it was bit. my, if it was, if I was in charge, I'd be like, you can get used to ground-based vehicles first, and then you can fly later. Yeah. Not like also, hey. they must have quite a lot of of cash to yeah. afford that. I imagine they're expensive. Have you got your driver's license yet? No, but I've got my flying license. But I've honestly never met anybody in the UK who's who's done a flying license. No, no. So we do hot air balloons in the UK. <laughs> That's about <laughs> as much as we do. We just go up in balloons. So maybe it's normal in America. I don't know. Let us know. Yeah, maybe it is. I guess they are quite wealthy in Sweet Valley. So maybe it's yeah. like a wealth thing. Because, you know, even uh, apart from, you know, the Martins and Jack, who presumably lives on the same street as the Martins house. Apart from them, everyone is very wealthy. Even the, the you know, the poor Wakefields are clearly very well off. Yeah. So, you know. So uh, he says that George says that he knows Robin. She's one of the best students on the course yes he's taking the test for his pilot's license in two weeks and when he gets it he's going to take them all for a flight what treat well we'll see (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to not to mention this yet but well this is a lot of foreshadowing going on in this book yes 
Meanwhile, in the swimming pool, Winston's challenging handsome Nicholas Morrow to a doggy paddle race. Yes, tall, lanky Winston. And some other kids are playing badminton. And Olivia... Olivia is strumming a guitar and singing for a crowd of people. Yeah. I knew she'd be that kind of person at a party. The the vegetable spread, saving the whales kind of person. Yeah, and the kind of person that like brings their guitar Brings a guitar, out, acoustic guitar. Singing clearly. Kumbaya or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's got a crowd of people around her. Yeah. Good um, for her, I guess. Yeah, good for her. Why not? Um, I find it irritating. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, when whenever you've got like a group of people and <clears throat> you see one of them's got an acoustic guitar, you are instantly like, oh, God. Yeah, at a party, oh, like, no. Please don't. But maybe we're just boring. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Enid uh, and uh, Liz note that uh, Lila's mystery man still hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, and Lila's made a massive effort for him. Oh, yeah. The the spread is huge. Yeah. yeah. There's a buffet with fresh berries, grapes, cherries, melon, pineapple, cakes, pastries, imported cheeses, crackers, crisps, chips, cold cuts, raw veg, and dips. Yeah. Which I thought, <laughs> I, th- I think that's like 50% for Jack and 50% that she needs to keep up appearances. Now mm. she's got Regina Morrow as competition. Yeah. She's got to, like, her pool parties also, have to step up. We, you know? We'd better remember Olivia should be careful. She's going to have to not be. only take one plate at a time. Well, it's funny you should say that <clears throat> because Dee Dee and Bill Chase are piling the plates high with no repercussions. <laughs> yeah, Olivia, um, she can't mix her courses. No. And she... there's all kinds of courses on this buffet. There are. And she doesn't want to be called two plates. She's probably going to have a panic attack. <laughs> she oh my God, like, the oh amount of panic God. attacks she had, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, um, Lila's voice floats across the lawn. Jack's arrived. Yes, and uh, he's well-built and handsome with, quote, powerful arms. Mm, that's all that construction work. It, it, well, yes, exactly. It's all that carrying of, of bricks. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. She's, uh, Lila tells Jack the party wouldn't have been a success without him. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have like, been a party without him. Play it cool here, you know? She's put on this entire party for him. She's I not, know. She's not playing anything It's like she's cool. met him, what, twice for 10 minutes? At she's his like, work. And then, and then she's like, yeah, the, if if it wasn't for you, this party wouldn't have been a success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's, he's also deeply tanned. Yeah, yeah. His honey brown hair was shot with sunlight and streaks. He wore a pair of khaki walking shorts. Was it with these kids I, in their they khaki? They love khaki, don't they? they? Do. Especially Liz. Yeah. A green Lacoste shirt and topsiders. Cara and Jess are drooling. Yeah, Cara walks over and literally says, <clears throat> oh boy. Like she didn't realise he was going to be that gorgeous. And Jess could go straight in for the kill. Yeah, Jess thinks that she was only half serious about stealing him, but now it's like, it's completely <laughs> on. Um, and... Um, she just tells poor Neil, oh, I'm really hot. I'm going to go go in the pool. Poor Neil. Poor Neil Freeman. She's always fucking Neil around. Yeah. Um. So she just basically starts parading herself in front of him in a bikini. Yeah, she, she strips down to like the most revealing bikini. Apparently the book calls it minuscule. So I'm guessing it's basically to women's bikinis what Bruce's trunks are yeah. to, to men's, <laughs> you know? Like, so I'm guessing it's ridiculous. I can imagine her as well being really obvious about it, like, just walking past him over and over again. <laughs> just like, walking up and down. Yeah, just walking like, up and down yeah. in front of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Like not even being like subtle. I, I think she looked like an idiot. I think <laughs> the twins often look like fucking yeah. idiots, to be honest. And then they are she, 16, I mean, you know. Yeah. You know. And then she does a perfect dive into the pool and she waves to Jack and Lila to join her. Yeah, Jack even comments that it's a great dive and Lila's just begrudgingly like... Mm. Also, Jessica looks at Lila in her skimpy black bikini and thinks, Lila's figure isn't as good as mine. Yeah, she's almost as good as mine. <laughs> almost. So Jack heads inside to change and when he emerges, he's wearing a navy blue racing suit. Wow. What does that look like? I don't know. It sounds a bit much for a pool party. Can you tell us? Let us know. Send like us a, photos. One of those wetsuits with short sleeves. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. That's not a pool... That's not the sort of thing you wear to a, no, a pool party, though, is it? No. Um, and Jessica thinks the less he wears, the better he looks. <laughs> so I guess it must be something quite quite skimpy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um... In the pool, Lila keeps deliberately getting between Jess and Jack. Um, and then she asks Jack to do some laps with her. Yeah. And pointedly says, see you later, Jessica. Yeah, she gives her an icy glare. It's like, it's very much... Like, Lila knew <clears throat> immediately. Like, I'm surprised Lila even invited her to the party. Because it's like, you clearly knew this was going to happen. Mm. Like, immediately, Lila knows. Jess. Well, I guess, actually, maybe she wasn't sure until Jess stripped down to the skimpiest bikini she could find and started parading around, and then it was pretty obvious. So, you know, at this point, maybe. Jessica's still determined to get Jack alone, but he's glued to Lila's hip all day. Oh, how dare he hang around with the person that invited him to yeah. the party? He's charming to everyone, but he doesn't give much away. Jessica thinks he's a mystery man. Yeah. Later on, he's chatting to Liz, Todd, Nicholas, and Aaron. Um... Yeah, and poor Ken. Poor Ken is in the middle of explaining his latest skiing trick. <laughs> and Jessica sees this and she's like, bye, Ken. <laughs> like, oh. Um, Jack has confused Elizabeth for Jessica. So she goes over and she introduces everyone to him. Yeah. Um, And he's like, oh, you're twins. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um. Nicholas comments that Jack looks familiar and Jack gets really flustered. Yeah, he's like almost immediately off. This reminded me of Double Jeopardy, oh, by the way. Because he keeps going on and Were on. You on a, did you work on a boat called Lone Blue? Yeah, but he says, he says, did you go to like sailing yeah. uh, sailing camp? And then he's like, are you from the East Coast? Are you yeah. here? Are you there? <laughs> Eventually he gives up um, and Lila drags Jack away to see the new gym that her father is having installed. Yeah, um... Yeah, and Jack's just super shifty, isn't he? And he's, yeah. he's just like, my family only just moved here. That's that's all yeah. the information you're getting. Um, uh, but yes, and he declines their uh, invitation to play tennis to go and look at the gym. Mm. And Jessica invites herself along. She's like, oh, I want to see this gym too. I, I love this. The book makes it so clear that Lila is fucking feeling yeah. about this, but she's got no choice. She can't, you know, she can't stop it. <clears throat> uh, when they get inside, the phone rings. Lila complains that she's going to have to answer it because it's a servant's day off. Yeah, why do you keep having life. your parties on days when the servants aren't I there? thought that. Surely they'd be like, there's a party, the servant cannot have a day off Didn't today. this happen at Regina's party? It was like, the, or or Might maybe the Patman party. One of them. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, the servants aren't here today. It's like, why do you keep having parties on the day when you need people to help Who's you? Who's serving all the food and stuff? I don't know. Can't imagine Lila was cutting up the carrots before <laughs> this one. Maybe they've got their kitchen staff, but not their... Maybe general their phone answering stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, she goes off to answer the phone, and Jessica's finally alone with Jack. Yeah, and she just like 
immediately starts asking questions. Yeah, she starts flirting with him, mm-hmm. but he says, "I want to know all about you." Yeah, he like again just trying to change the subject as soon as she's like, "Oh, how mm. long have you been here?" Like, you know, he's like, "Oh, I want to hear all about you." And obviously, she's fine with this. Of course, getting to talk about herself, she's t- she tells him about her cheerleading and her family, um, and she asks him to call her sometimes so they can go for dinner or something. Um, and he pretty excitedly <clears throat> agrees to do so. Um, but and then it's your favorite bit. This was my favorite <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, so Jess needs pen and paper, and there isn't any anywhere to write her number down. So she finds a box of matches, and she lights one of the matches, and then uses the burnt out end to like scribble or engrave the um, her number onto the packet of <laughs> matches. <laughs> Um, and I think the main reason it makes me laugh is because I remember not having mobile phones and I remember being like, oh, how do I give you my number? Like, I've not, not got anything to write mm-hmm. down with. Um, yeah. Quick the thinking, usual I thing guess. was like using your lipstick. Or you yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't think of that, but I guess she's just come from the pool. So maybe <clears> she doesn't have anything with her. Um, and obviously it's a panic because Lila's going to come classy. back. She's being classy. She's being unique. Using a match. Yeah. Um, it does seem like something some femme fatale in a film would do, though, to me. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah, maybe she saw it in like a, a movie and was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but anyway, apparently the electricity is flowing <clears throat> between them. Lila gets back and Jess steps away. And Jack says, I was just about to tell her what I'm doing in Sweet Va- uh Sorry. Uh, yeah, Jessica says, Jack was just about to tell her what he was doing in Sweet Valley. Yeah. And Lila says, Jack, you're going to have to spill the beans sometime. Mm, but he ain't. So he turns towards Jessica. He takes a deep breath. Mm. And he says, the truth is, I'm a construction worker. And by the way, <laughs> the book has a dramatic pause for I know, that. I know. It, it does have like... <laughs> I have I've to, just said it, how it dot, happens. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I'm a construction worker. <laughs> Lila is is like, she's really upset by this. She's like, like the book kind of says, she's like secretly heartbroken. Because she thought he was like, like after a dramatic or... pause, you'd think he was going to say something like, I don't know, the truth Ex-felon. is. Yeah. I'm, I'm an, I'm. An alcoholic. An al- yeah. Like, you know, like something. something really dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the rest of the party, Jessica stays clear of Jack trying to decide whether or not she should be seen with a mere construction worker. <laughs> but Lila's still convinced he's a secret prince. Yes. And the reasons for this, apparently, are because of his entire manner and his wardrobe. Yeah, um, he dresses and behaves in a certain way <clears throat> uh, that she thinks he can't just be an ordinary, quote, so manual those, those worker. So those khaki shorts and a Lacoste t-shirt is apparently like a, a, what a prince would wear. Okay. It kind of screams construction to me, to be yeah. honest. Like, that's the kind of thing you'd expect someone to wear if they were doing some garden work or something, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to build a wall in the garden, I'll just tuck on my khakis. <laughs> so, by the end of the party, Jessica's come to the same conclusion as well. This is so no weird reason. that they've both like, decided. What's wrong this. with these girls? Yeah. Where are you getting this idea from? They live in a complete fantasy land. Yeah, and Jess even confronts... Well, doesn't confront Lila. She asks Lila about it. She's like, do you really buy that he's just a construction worker? And Lila, even though she suspects it, she's trying to take Jess off the scent. She's like, oh, we'll just have to believe what he says. You know, if that's what he says, that must be true. <laughs> Lila asks Jack what he did before he came to Sweet Valley, and he's really vague. Yeah, he's and he quite says, short. He says, more construction. 
<laughs> it's like I build things. It's all I've ever done in my whole life since I, I was born. Yeah, I was born <laughs> and I started laying bricks. <laughs> she tells him he seems more important than that. And he says, well, don't you think building buildings, fixing water mains and paving roads is important? He's got a very, a very, very good, good point. point. Yeah, I agree. But she's disappointed and she thinks her father would never approve of him. No, her worry is that, that, that yeah, George Fowler will never <laughs> let her date a manual worker that's that's where we are with this family <laughs> but then he reveals a secret his father is a very important and powerful man but he was trying to run his life so jack moved away to become his own person and lila says i feel the same way about my father it's like no you don't you you're always telling everyone who your father is yeah that's like literally lila lives for that stuff she she actually did it when she met jack yeah. I remember she was like, I'm Lila Fowler. My dad owns this building. Yeah, yeah, she literally did that in the last book. You're right. Within I, a minute of meeting him. I love that when Jack tells her the, the secret, he's like, oh, I've got the biggest secret ever. And he's like, I almost left home once. And then immediately after, he explains how he did leave home. He's like, yeah. was not almost then. You did. Like, <laughs> you have left home. Here you are in Sweet Valley High. Um, And he, he tells her that his mum died a few years ago, so it's just his dad and his kid sister Valerie left now. Mm-hmm. And he misses Valerie a lot. Yeah. Um. Of course, <laughs> Lila immediately wants to know who his father is. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, because she's, she's like fantasizing that he's like a politician or an actor or someone really Prince famous. Prince of Santa Dora. The Prince of Santa Dora. <laughs> um, so Jack says, you know, my father's not important. It's not what defines me. I'm, I've put that in the past. He uh, also tells her about um, the fun him and his sister Valerie had in Switzerland at their grandparents' chateau. Yeah, so now Lila's hiding like... Hiding from their governess. Now Lila's like, okay. He's obviously rich. He's rich as fuck. That's cool. I'm in. Suddenly, George Fowler gets home. Yeah, he's come home early. I think she thought he was going to be late. His flight was delayed mm. or something, but he must have got a different flight. So now he's turning up. Lila panics and she tells Jack she's not allowed boys over her, so he has to leave. Obviously, yeah. it's just because he's a construction Constru- He could just not tell her that. Yeah. Tell him that. It could just be like, just tell him you're the princess. Yeah, as apparently he looks like a prince, so George isn't going to suspect. Imagine if like he turned up, like George actually caught him, and he was like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm just seeing your daughter. He's like, who are you? He's like, I'm a construction worker. Imagine if George was like... You're not dressed like a construction worker. I don't <laughs> believe you. I think you must be a spy or a prince. <laughs> He'd just be like, get out. Get out. I'm a construction worker. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> he could have just been pretending to be like fixing the fence or something. <laughs> An hour later, uh, Lina's desperate to tell somebody Jack's secret. Yeah, see, she's been promised to keep it quiet. And in Sweet Valley tradition, the secret will last five minutes. She picks up her pale blue princess phone. And she decides to call the second biggest gossip at Sweet Valley High. Yeah, and, and I'm sure the only reason that she calls Kara is because Caroline's turned over a new leaf and is no <laughs> longer doing that. Yeah, so she tells Kara everything. Oh, dear. Meanwhile, Elizabeth is at the Oracle office surrounded by paperwork. Yeah, she's um, bitching that she's got more work to do than normal um, because Penny has got mono. Not MS. Not MS. Mono. Mono. If you listen to, if you don't know what we're talking about, this was from Special <laughs> Christmas. We're not just being. No, weird. no. Yeah. In Special Christmas, the doctor misdiagnosed uh, 
mono as ms yes and ruined someone's life for two years drugging (laughs) them up on medication that (laughs) made them ill and almost killed them but yeah penny actually has mono yeah for real (laughs) well we assume she might have ms maybe they misdiagnosed her oh god i know so um yeah elizabeth is stepping in as editor for um a while while she's off yeah, it's funny because like Mr. Collins is, is uh, you know, he's like, oh, you know, how are you doing? And she all the way through this book, she's like, oh, it's OK. I love doing this work. I'm doing I love doing this work for Penny. I love I love stepping up and helping out. But <laughs> the whole time she complains about how busy she is. She's like the worst kind of person. You know, she's like, oh, oh, God, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Yeah. Oh, I love doing this. I'm such <laughs> a good hearted person, but I'm so busy. Mr. Collins puts the comforting hand on her shoulder. Yeah. Stop touching the kids, Mr. Collins. We're past that now. Leave them. We get some mentions of Mr. Collins as well. We get uh, mentions of his athletic build, mm-hmm. his friendly blue eyes, and how he's more than just a teacher to the kids. He's also a friend. <laughs> definitely far sure. too intimate to the he's kids. Definitely that's more for than sure. just a teacher. Yeah. He turns up to their parties. <clears throat> yeah, he. they go to his house. Yep. They go to his house. He's come to their parties. He's like chaperoned them to like places, and it's weird. So Elizabeth makes a start on sorting some of the paperwork, and she finds a black and white picture of Tad Johnson. Yeah, and it immediately starts her laughing. Tad is a two hundred and forty pound linebacker, and in the photo, he's kissing a tiny teddy bear. Oh, and she thinks this is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, she. I mean, she, it sounds quite funny, but it sounds kind of funny. She, she's like doubled over yeah yeah it's like the funniest thing she's, she's ever like, seen she's like john john you've got to see this yeah she goes to john pfeiffer and he she asks if he took the shot um and he says oh i wish i had because it's it's a really good shot um but uh it's uh it's another mystery elizabeth thinks just like jack yeah she wants to print it so she calls penny to check if that's okay and penny says go ahead but she's got no idea where it came from either no no one knows John hums the Twilight Zone theme and says it must be a photo from the fourth dimension. <laughs> Liz is convinced, however, that there's there's probably a more down-to-earth explanation. Yeah, so she uh, prints it and she types up an article to go with it. Yes, and she says in the, in the article... Are you going to read the article? Yeah, it says, A kiss for good luck before the big game. The secret of Tad Johnson's success on the football field is out of the bag but still unknown is the identity of the photographer who took this picture. Will the phantom photographer please stand up? Please stand up. Please Please stand stand up. up. (laughs) (laughs) At lunch, Jessica and Kara notice that Lila seems a little miffed. Hmm. Jessica and Kara are complaining about the food and they spot Lila looking sad with some homemade sandwiches. Yeah. And they say she's probably in caviar sandwiches. (laughs) She probably is. Well, we'll get to that in a, in a second. Um, they head on over to see if she's okay, and she says, well, 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 if it isn't Benedict Arnold Wakefield and her sidekick, Cara the Mouth. That sounds like sounds like something from, I don't know, Bugsy Malone. Yeah, it does sound a bit Cara like the Bugsy mouth. Malone. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, by the way, Cara the Mouth, who you decided to tell secrets to i mean yeah. why did like Kara does have a history of this this isn't like out of character for Kara. they always mention benedict arnold as well in these yeah books. it comes up a lot it does i mean i i still haven't i keep forgetting to look who who that actually is because i don't know yeah i'm not sure <laughs> don't know 
But yeah, they do mention Benedict Arnold a lot. Um, so she complains at Jessica for basically trying to steal her man. Uh, yeah. And, and Kara for spreading the news that she told her in confidence because now everyone in school is talking about Jack. Yeah, that he's got some secret. He's got a secret, yeah. Um, <laughs> she says she'd be better off being friends with a school of killer whales. Killer whales are pretty friendly. <laughs> they're like They're really friendly, aren't they? I think. Killer I don't know. Whales. Why are they called killers? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just an unfortunate name. I don't think a killer whale's <laughs> killed anyone outside of captivity. Ever. Really? Yeah, not not that we know of. So they're quite friendly. Aww. So she could make friends with them. So they try to apologize to her, and Jessica says, "Like you've got Jack. What's your problem?" Yeah. And then um, Kara just starts eating Lila's sandwich, and guess what? It what? is caviar. It is caviar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. <clears throat> I mean, Jess is a bit upset because obviously it's been, it gets confirmed Lila is going on a date with Jack mm. on Friday. And we know this because he can only do Fridays because he's busy in the week. Yeah, with work. And then Lila says that since the party, um, her father's gold cufflinks and tie clips have all gone missing. Yes, and the pool got blocked up. Uh, she thinks that the maid probably moved the, the cufflinks and the tie clips. Which is weird because I thought they weren't working that day. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but fine. Yeah, I thought that. As soon as I read it, I was like, I thought your staff weren't working that day. Maybe the maid isn't a servant. Maybe should they actually have actual servants. Like, there's the maid and here are our slaves. <laughs> the slaves had the day off. The maid didn't. So Jessica tells uh, Lila a story about the time that Mrs. Patman's emerald choker vanished. It turned out that one of the maids had thought it was a dog collar. Brilliant. <laughs> she's some kind of, like, goth or something. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's the gnome king. <laughs> um, and it had been put in a drawer with some tennis stuff. Yeah, they briefly talk about Bruce as well, that he's president of the Centennial Celebrations. Thankfully, that's the only time the Centennial Celebrations come oh, up in this book. God, is I'm just here, so we don't get any more of that. Um, um, yeah, so he didn't come to the party because he was doing important work. For the committee. Yeah. I still think Ken was robbed there. So do I. Um, but Lila thinks that uh, the real reason he didn't come to the party was because their fathers had words at the last town meeting. Oh boy. They are old rivals. They are. Um, we're also told as well that Bruce has gone back to his egotistical self since Regina left. Yeah, no I, I imagine it lasted about a day. As soon as she was gone, he was like, okay. Mm. Lila goes back to talking about herself again and she says there's no way she can tell her father about Jack now so she's going to date him in secret because nothing can stand in the way of true love oh that hurts Jessica hearing true love it's like calm down I know it's been like you've met him three times yeah twice you were just in your car chatting Mm -hmm. and like and he was outside doing construction work and then you've met him we've really only spoken to him once (laughs) properly at the party right Back at home later, Jessica's wondering what Lila has that she doesn't. Yes. And all she can come up with is money. <laughs> yeah, there's there's three things. Money, money, and money. <laughs> Alice tells her someone's on the phone for her. Yes, and of course Jess is super excited. Maybe this is the phone call she's been waiting for. Um, so she uh, she rushes in and it is Jack. He asks her to go out with on a date with him on Wednesday. And Jess is thrilled 
because she knows she's seeing Jack before Lila will get yeah. to see Jack. So she and she's got no problem in just going on on a date with her friend's date. No, yeah, like I think you said it best. I think in the Christmas episode, um, they are just full on frenemies at this point. Yeah. They're they're not even really friends. Like, why are they even hanging out with each other? We cut straight to Wednesday night. Yeah. Jessica stole in a slinky royal blue dress from Elizabeth for her date. And Elizabeth complains that she's only worn that dress once. Yeah. And Jessica says, if I'd known you'd throw 137 fits, I wouldn't have taken it. Yeah, you would. <laughs> because you know the you know the outcome of this. The same outcome every time. Yeah, and it happens this time. Uh-huh. Liz ends up apologizing to Jessica for snapping. And of course, again, oh, she's snappy because of all of this oracle work. <laughs> and she also tells Jessica she's got a bad feeling about Jack. And she asked what kind of a guy would date two girls at once. Oh, well, it's funny you should ask that, Liz, who went on a date with Nicholas Morrow whilst still being with Todd. And also, she's ignoring the fact that what kind of girl would steal her best friend's boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. swap that around as well. Yeah, absolutely. She acts like Jessica's completely innocent in all of this. Yes, yeah. Jess just, just says that Liz is dull, dull, dull. Yeah, and she calls her a mystic in the mud worrywart <laughs> and tells her to butt out. But she's got this idea she's that he's Jack's only taking Lila out out of obligation because she invited him to the party. Yeah. Um but Which is the same logic that Liz used with Nicholas, where she was like, Oh, I guess I owe him Oh yeah. You know, he was nice to me, so I guess I should take him out oh, on a date. Oh god, that episode. I remember <laughs> how furious we were. For I know that I still haven't episode. forgiven Liz from that. The whole episode was just us, like <laughs> just shouting and shouting. complaining. Yep. <laughs> so uh Jack arrives looking like he stepped out of gentleman's quarterly. He's got a single rose. And he's wearing camel coloured slacks, a light blue Egyptian cotton shirt. That's another Sweet Valley boy fave. Yeah. They like their Egyptian cotton. They do, yes. Um and yeah, he produces a single red rose for her. And he sweet talks her parents and they're really charmed. He says that he got the rose from the new florist in the mall, which I'm assuming is probably called the flower, the flower shop. shop. <laughs> um and yeah, when they head off, he they decide to take a walk on the beach. He takes her over to his rusty old rambler and apologizes for not being able to offer her a more stylish ride. But he says his days of fancy cars ended when he left home. Yeah, she Jess Jess does think the car is crap, but um, she fancies Jack, so she's like, okay, it's brilliant, it's yeah. fine. Even though she's told Liz loads of times that she won't be seen dead in <laughs> Todd's second-hand Datsun. Yep. He explains how he earns every penny he's got himself, and he loves paying his own way. And she's like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. She tells him she's always babysitting, um, and also she tells him she had an after-school job. But she doesn't mention it was for her daddy. No. And that she spent most of her time there kissing a 15-year-old boy. And that's the only reason she stayed there. Yeah. To kiss a child. Yeah. The 15-year-old. 15-year-old. I I still think Dennis Creighton should have been... Hey, he turned back up recently, didn't he? I know, and she snubbed him. I know. Disappointed by that. I think they should have ended up together. I do as well. I don't know why. I just do. No, because it was... (laughs) Because she genuinely liked him. Like, she (laughs) genuinely did. And he genuinely liked her. It was like one year's difference between them. That's all the, the, the insurmountable problem was one year younger. 
So on the beach, uh, he gets a bit snappy when she asks him where he grew up. Yeah. He says, I want to leave my old life behind. And his face goes all weird. Mm. Um, Like he gets like sort of a, a frown on his face. Yeah. But then he snaps back out of it and gets back to normal. He's like sinister for a moment. Yeah. Sort of like a split personality vibe yeah. going on. Um, And then he asks her about herself again. So she spends the rest of the day talking all about her. Including. Yeah. <laughs> on now... Bear in mind, first date. Do you want to say this? Uh, go ahead, say it. First date that she's on with I know this exactly man what you're say. she's trying to impress. She tells him all about the time that Scott tried raping <clears throat> her in the woods. Yeah, why would you bring that up like, on first what? date? The first date, this guy would just this guy must be like, oh, well, that, that's horrible. Well, <laughs> he tells her she's a great storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. What a terrific story. No, this is really traumatic. <laughs> Not like, sorry that happened to, happened to you. This is an awful like... thing that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, great. But he says he's going to name the brightest star in the sky after her. Yes, and, and, and Jessica points out, she's like, that's the North Star. It's kind of already got a name. <laughs> And he says, not anymore. It's called Jessica now. Okay. And I'll think of you every time I look at it. <laughs> she thinks this must be true love. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, Liz is on her way to Penny's house with all yeah, of the Oracle This work. is the next day now. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, And she's also got with her the two, two more phantom photos that were slipped under the Oracle office door that morning. Mm-hmm. One of them is Mr. Cooper, crouched under a desk in a very undignified position, searching for something. Yeah. And the other one is the usually stern Mr. Russo on the school lawn petting a tiny kitten. <laughs> These photos are fantastic. Whose cat is this? I need to know. Yeah. Whose Why cat is there is a that? kitten in school? No, I don't know. Maybe he just snuck onto the ground, you know? Aww. Penny's little sister Tina answers the door. Liz introduces herself and Tina says... Everyone's heard of the Wakefield twins. Now, Jess blushes about this as if it's a compliment, but it's not necessarily a compliment. Yeah, but we know that it is. It probably is, you're right. But they could have heard, they are probably quite infamous. Yeah. They they do have an eventful life. They do. So, Elizabeth goes up to Penny's room, which apparently looks like an office. Yeah, she immediately judges. I, like every time Liz walks into someone else's house, she's judging the state of it. But well, Liz likes it because it's boring and it looks like an office. <laughs> it and just pleases her. She's like, oh, filing Apparently cabinets. it's like because Penny's such a serious journalist, you know. That... Yeah, she looks up to Penny, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Penny's still in bed, but she's no longer contagious, by the way. No. Um, And I love that the first thing she does when she sees Penny suffering, is that she's like, being sick's awful, isn't it? Sitting and <laughs> lying in bed, not being able to do anything. It's rubbish. <laughs> meanwhile, Penny's I've like, been doing your job. Yeah, meanwhile, I've been working doing your job. Um, Liz shows her an article that Robin's written about her flying course. Yeah, and Penny says that, that she didn't know Robin could write. Um, but Liz points out oh, that you know oh, she used God. to write all the time back when she was overweight and everyone hated her. Yeah, Liz actually says she used to write all the time. This is an actual quote. Okay, when she was the butt of everyone's jokes rather than the girl all the boys wanted to date. Yeah, but I felt like Liz means like before she became a shallow cheerleader. Yeah, and now now she's just some shallow bimbo. Mm. But you know because she's a cheerleader now. I don't like to think of well. 
I don't like to think of Robin like that because I, I, I really liked Robin in her story. But we'll get to that. I mean, yeah, but just she Robin is still a good person. Yeah. But Liz has some she likes looking down on cheerleaders. Well, it's the things, same as like, she? you know, anyone in the unicorn club is in twins. It's yeah. like, oh, they're awful, you know, because she did that with um, Ellen. She's like, oh, wow, she's, being really, she's yeah. being really nice for a unicorn member. Yeah. You know, it's like Liz, is, Liz is just as judgy as Jess and everyone else. She likes to deny it and pretend like she's above <clears> it, but she's really judgmental. Penny asks um, Elizabeth to find out who's taking the mystery photos because she'd like to offer them a role at the Oracle. Yeah. Um, and um, Penny says, you know, Liz, you're the best journalist in the whole entire universe. <laughs> Maybe you can crack the case on <laughs> who the mystery photographer is. Well, actually, Jessica's a better detective because she caught a spy. She genuinely, at 14 years Twins. old, she caught a spy. 12. 12, sorry, yes. Uh, we get to cheerleading practice well after cheerleading practice Cara's complaining to Jessica how difficult the new cheer is yeah and Jessica's all like you've got to work hard for what you want yeah she even tells Cara she says look how hard Annie Whitman worked when she wanted to join the squad it's like yeah she worked so hard she attempted suicide yeah because of you (laughs) yeah and your horrible friends um kara kind of questions this she's like i thought you hated her a few weeks ago but of course now that jess knows that jack is all about work Mm. uh oh sorry jess knows that jack's all about hard work she's now all about hard work so she respects annie now because she works hard yeah it's the brand new attitude um they're at the dairy burger they pull in at the dairy burger and kara says i've told lila we're gonna meet her yeah and jess is immediately like oh god's sake don't blame her no. If I was imagine if you went out with your friend, they were like, Yeah, I brought Lila Filer along. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Thanks. <laughs> Inside, Jessica goes up to order and she asks if they'd like clam specials. <laughs> and Kara's like, even thinking about them is dangerous. I I was so glad that someone finally said, actually the clam specials are bloody awful. <laughs> Who likes the clam specials? Who buys them? Nobody. With the clam specials, I, all I think about is Santa Clarita diet. I, <laughs> Every yes. single time. Uh, before I watched it, I had no idea. But now it's all I can think about as well. <laughs> oh my God, imagine that in Sweet Valley. Oh, if they turned into... If Lila uh, turned into... Undead. Yeah. From eating clams. <laughs> yeah. Lila would definitely have no qualms about eating people, I don't think. No. If you have no idea what we're talking about, check out santa clarita diet on netflix but be prepared to be heartbroken because it's cancelled yes that thing that netflix do after three seasons they just cancelled it left it on a cliffhanger and it's one of the funnest shows i love that show and me so good anyway clam specials yeah so um they want burgers they're like no i'm not having any of those (laughs) clams forget that i'm gonna eat burgers from the dairy burger yes and then when Jessica sits back down, Lila's going on and on about Jack. Yeah, and Jess starts doing everything she can to not focus on what Lila's saying. Yeah, she starts making up stories in her head about the other diners. Which are apparently hilarious stories to her. She decides the nerdy guy reading a book is a secret ladies' man. Yeah. And a man wearing dark glasses is a spy. 
And then she moves on to people she knows. Yes. She imagines Dee Dee Gordon suddenly developing a giant war on the end of her nose. Yeah, and she, she imagines Bill Chase's face, a horror on Bill Chase's face when this war appears. Because um, she's she's still bitter towards Dee Dee after the the Bill Chase uh, she's, school play she's incident. Basically dis- she's basically upset that Dee Dee and Bill genuinely fell in love so that she couldn't continue to use Bill Chase. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that book. It's a brilliant book. But she was just using him. That's all she was doing. Oh, that was the episode when... That was the book when Bill Chase kept going red and running away. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lila's saying how romantic it is that Jack is disguised as a construction worker. <laughs> like, he's not He's not disguised. No, they, they've decided. That's it. Even if he is working undercover and he's really a prince, like she thinks, he's still not disguised as a construction worker. No. He is working as a construction worker. Yeah. He genuinely is just a construction worker. Yeah. He's literally doing a nine to five job. He's he's actually a construction worker. And Jessica can't bear to listen. I mean, let's be honest. Even if he was the richest man on the planet, he He is is currently working working as a construction worker. worker. That is his job currently. He is currently employed. He's not pretending. She's seen him do it. She's seen him at work. It's an actual job. (laughs) We cut to Monday and Lila tells everyone at school she's had the best weekend of her entire life. She spent every single day with Jack. Yeah, this is like, apparently Jess is listening to this with her fists clenched. She's (laughs) so angry. Um, Because, of course, she knew about the date on Friday. But now Lila's saying, well, I saw him Saturday and And Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. First, she's angry at Lila, but then she realizes what a scumbag Jack is. And think she should have listened to Elizabeth. She doesn't realise what a scumbag she is, though. Yeah. For a change as well, like, you know, I'm agreeing with Liz. Jack is a scumbag. Like, what kind of guy would just take two friends and date them? I completely agree. I just can't get past Liz's inability to see Jess in all of this. I know. You know? Like, yeah, it's Jessica's like, I agree with innocent. her on Jack. But in fact, also... Lila's the only innocent one, because she has yeah. no idea about any of this. No. She's just a she's bitch, She's just dating naturally. a guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. Jessica goes to find Liz. She finds her with Enid and she drags her away for a private chat. Yeah, she's like disgusted when she sees Enid. She's like, oh, <laughs> Enid. Like she just wants to talk to her sister on her own. Yeah, she says, uh, she says, my entire life has been sucked down the drain. <laughs> she tells Liz as usual, like she says, I don't know why you bother with Enid. Just thinking about that girl makes you want to go to sleep. And then we get a really long bit. Liz goes on about how amazing Enid is. Yeah, of course. Ages. She's so sensitive. She's so smart. She's she's so nice. She blows smoke up my ass every time yeah. I talk to her. I yeah. love Enid. That is like <laughs> what fantastic. Enid's purpose is as a friend, I think, for Liz. Every time is to basically say that when she's done awful things, it's not her fault. Yeah. Um, And basically like... Tell her how amazing her and Todd are. Yeah. You're, you and Todd are the best couple ever. You're an you're amazing the best journalist. journalist. That's all she <laughs> ever does. Which is why... That is really why Liz wants to hang around. I still with can't. Was it, I can't remember what book it was. My, it was really recently though, when, when um, Liz said something like she felt bad, and Enid said, "Is it because?" Is it because of Todd? Oh no! I, I like that they've got to this point now where um, they instantly, where like Jess does it in this book as well. They always assume it's just that she's fell out with Todd because she always falls out with Todd. So yeah. whenever she's upset, they're like, "Is it Todd?" 
Um, no, Enid says something like, at least you're not as ugly as me. Or at least you oh, don't yeah. look like and me. Oh, yeah, and Liz agreed. And li- yeah, she didn't say like... <laughs> Liz like left her hanging, yeah, didn't she? she, she didn't say it's not Sorry, that. she didn't agree, but she just left it. Yeah. She didn't say like, no, you're not ugly at all. Yeah. She's like, hmm. She said, oh, you could look like me or something. Yeah. Poor Enid. <laughs> um, so Liz has heard about Jack and Lila, because everyone has in the whole school. Yeah, it's it's all around school now. And she says to Jess, it's good that uh, you found out about Jack before you got too involved. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> Jessica flips out. She says she's in love. It's too late. I'm in love. And now Liz, th- giving Jess some credit here, Liz says, like, you can't be in love. You've only yeah. met him like twice. And she's like, that's exactly what happened with you and Todd. Yeah. I was like, that's a fair point. Can't argue that. She's got you there. Jessica, uh, Liz tells her to forget Jack, but she says she's going to get with him with or without Liz's help. Yeah. And she storms off. Later, Liz is working when Jess comes in asking what she thinks of her outfit. Yeah. So it's Tuesday night and Jessica's all ready for a date with Jack. Yeah. She tells Liz they're off to the cinema. Liz says, what about Lila? And Jess is like, don't ruin my good mood. <laughs> don't ruin my good mood by bringing <laughs> by up reminding morals. me, yeah. <laughs> by reminding me what a bad person I am. <laughs> but she says, I'll ask Jack about Lila later just to get you off my back. Yeah. I mean, secretly, Jess must want to know herself, yeah. let's be honest. And Liz says she just doesn't want to see Jess get hurt. Yeah, which is fair. And then they uh, do that weird thing again. Where they they tickle each other. Yeah, they ha- they have like they they have an argument, get angry, and then have a and tickle they, fight. Yeah, they they're always doing this. It's so creepy and weird. It's it's like the kind of thing you'd expect maybe in kids. Yeah, not when you're sixteen. Maybe maybe on the outside at twins, but not now. Sixteen <laughs> year olds do not do. And they're this always doing it all the time. So yeah, they start tickling each other, and everything's fine. But then the doorbell <laughs> rings, and panic ensues. Liz says it must be Todd. And Jessica's like, oh my God, I don't want Todd to see Jack. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe you invited your boyfriend yeah. over. <laughs> but it's too late. Liz answers the door and it's Todd and Jack yeah. together. Todd says like, oh, I thought we'd never get in, you know. And I just kept think- thinking of G- Degrassi Junior High when um, Wheels shows up at the same time as the Mother's Day. Oh my God, I love that <laughs> With the episode. identical flowers. Junior High is so good. <laughs> We keep going off on tangents for other shows. I, I I could talk we I could do a whole show on Degrassi. Oh, we could do a Degrassi I, podcast I, I easily love if Degrassi. we had the time. Watch Degrassi Junior High on YouTube. And High. Junior High is in my opinion better. Yeah. But but High is also good. Um they remind us so much of Sweet Valley. The fr- yeah, Junior High is like Sweet Valley High. It's amazing. But yeah, Jack and Todd have arrived at the same time. Yes. And it's awkward. Elizabeth notices that Jack's eyes are red and puffy and she asks if he's okay. He says, oh, I've just come from the pool at the community centre and the chlorine irritates my eyes. Yeah. When they're gone, Todd asks Liz what the deal is um, and he starts bad-mouthing Jessica for going behind Lila's back. Yeah. And as usual, Elizabeth jumps to Jess's defence. Immediately. Blames the whole situation on Jack. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's not Jess's fault. It's like, well, it is. I mean, she doesn't have to go out with him. And mm. also, she asked him, not the other way around. Yeah. It's definitely Jess's fault as well. Um, At the cinema, Jessica wants to uh, show Jack that she's an independent woman. 
Of so she offers to buy the refreshments. Yeah, she insists on paying. Um, and she thinks back to what Liz said before about how, you know, maybe you should spend some money on your dates as well as, instead of letting them pay for everything. So, you know, she's learned. She wants to impress Jack, but there is a problem. Yeah, her purse is gone from inside of her bag. Oh my God. She starts to panic, uh, but Jack says she'll probably find it at home. Yeah, and he says, don't worry, you know, I'll pay for the refreshments. Um, it's quite funny as well because he walks away to get the refreshments and Jessica starts doing what all of us would do. She's like down on her hands and knees, checking mm. under all the seats and looking around. And he comes back and just finds her on the floor. <laughs> she's just all embarrassed. But she relaxes when the film starts. Yeah. They've gone to see Help, the film about the Beatles. Yeah. After the show, Jack tells her that he saw the police live at the Hartford Coliseum near where he prepped. She knows this is a good area, so she thinks he must be someone worth knowing. Yeah, she starts like he starts going on telling her this story, and she's not really listening to the story. She's just listening to like the locations. She's hmm. trying to like work out where he's from. You know, she's trying to like piece together his past. And then we get one of our Jessica daydreams. My favorite. <laughs> oh bits. yeah, they are the daydreams of Jessica are the best. Every book she has some extreme daydream. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So in this one, she's on Jack's arm. She's being given a tour of his mansion. <laughs> he introduces her to the servants as Lady Jessica and to his family as Jessica, my most cherished companion. <laughs> she would give them a regal nod and tuck into a feast prepared in her honour that would put Lila's buffets to shame. It's all about competition with Lila. Yeah, every well. daydream Even as well. Even her fantasies. Yeah, every daydream as well. There's like... Uh, it's not... It's not like, oh, I get the boy that I'm I'm lusting after. It's always, I get the boy and I also show up Lila Fowler. Lila's pissed off. Yeah. yeah. That reminds her about Lila, so she asks him. I know. She was actually quite forward here. I was surprised. He plays innocent, though, and he says, we're just friends. And she's like, well, why did you spend the entire weekend with her? Yeah. And then he flips again. Yeah. He says he was just saying thanks to her for inviting him to the party. And Sunday wasn't even planned. Apparently they just bumped into each other at the mall. Yeah. But he says, I'll see Lila on Friday and I'll tell her I'm not interested in her. And and that's like all Jess needs. She's completely convinced now. It's like you, you can't ring her up then or just not see her again. You have to go on another date with her. I have to go her, on a date to tell her. To that tell you don't her. Want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we cut to Thursday night. Elizabeth is alone in the empty Oracle office. Yes, she's, she's working late, you know, doing all this work for Penny. Yeah, apparently it's 9pm. Yeah, I'm surprised they're even allowed in school. Because yeah. the Oracle office is in school, right? Yeah. Like, are they really going to let kids in at 9pm? No, at they night? didn't do in my school. No. But she's finally finished the issue and uh, she decides she's going to treat herself to an ice cream from Casey's on the way home. Yeah. As she's locking up, she bumps into Tina, uh, Penny's younger sister. Yes, and uh, she puts two and two together. Yeah, she notices her slip several black and white photos behind her back. Yeah. She's the phantom photographer. Yeah, she shouts, it's you! It's you! Tina begs Liz not to tell Penny because Penny would laugh at her. Yeah, Penny's like, you know, the older, cooler sister. She's, you know, more, uh, she's accomplished way more... Um, and you know, she's like, she's the one in the family that always wins the awards and she, she doesn't think she'll get taken seriously by Penny. To be honest, this whole storyline shit. It goes it's just, nowhere. It's just, uh, to introduce something else in which we're going to get to. We're going to get to very so, soon. And, and yeah. they, I couldn't believe, we'll get to it, but I couldn't believe how they dropped this, this one. 
But um, Liz convinces Tina that Penny would, would take her seriously and they could work as a team. She even offers to explain to Penny. Yeah, I mean, Liz knows already that Penny's kind of backed into a corner because Penny already said to Liz that she would give her the job, yeah. whoever it is. Um, so Tina throws her arms around Elizabeth. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, you're so amazing. I love you. Um, so she shows Elizabeth her latest pictures. We've got one of Alan Walters playing a video game with the Dairy Burger. Wow. Dee Dee surfing on a monster wave. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And some planes at the airfield. Just planes, huh? That's nice. Elizabeth gasps at this one. Oh, what could it be? I wonder who two, what two people are at the, we know are at the flight well, school. In the background, she sees Robin and George. Yeah. But they're locked in a passionate embrace. Oh. <gasps> So basically, that's what this whole bullshit plot was for. Basically. Just to introduce this photo. And <laughs> and they drop it all. Like, you, the, the, this doesn't even play out. They, they It's like an offhand comment later on. They're like, Liz had hmm. just left Penny's place and they'd made up and it was fine. And yeah. like, she was now on the Oracle. It's like, we didn't even get to read about it. It's just like, it happened. <laughs> so yeah, the whole point of this I don't this even plot, want to read about it, to be no, honest. No, no, you're right. There's no point to it. <laughs> They, this whole phantom photographer thing was pointless. They might as well have just had some... Like, Liz could have literally gone there to take photos and we would have had exactly the same yeah. situation. She could have gone to report on it and it would have been the same. We didn't need any of this. So we're going to pretty much ignore it from now on because yeah. the book pretty much ignores it. But um, yeah, so, my goodness, photo of George and Robin. Mm. So, if you remember, Robin is with Alan Walters. Yeah, poor Alan, who was lovely, by the way. I know. I mean, Enid's lovely, but... Obviously, George is with Enid. Yeah. Um, so Liz is at home panicking later on. She's wondering if she should tell Enid. Yeah, she's watching and I'm like, gonna say yes, you she's should watching tell Enid. uh Maltese Falcon on TV and, and she's thinking that she needs to be like the detective in that show <laughs> and like figure it all out. There's nothing to figure out. No, it's your, it, there's photographic Your friend's boyfriend's evidence. cheating on her. Tell your friend it's the right thing to do. Well this is the problem, isn't it? She's decided that the only thing she can do is to go there herself and find out. Yeah. And it's like, Liz, just tell your friend. Show her yeah. the photo. That's yeah. all you need to do. And then she do. can make up her mind what she thinks like, and what she wants to do. And instead of that, she's going to go and create this cr- stupid situation now, mm-hmm. again. Liz does this. Liz creates problems for Liz all yeah. the time. <laughs> I'm really angry with her. I don't know why I'm so fuming about it. <laughs> you are. You're, you're... I've got my arms crossed and everything. You are. You, you look like a, a fuming old, old like, fishwife. <laughs> crossed arms yeah. like <laughs> but um jessica gets back from a date with jack and she's gushing about him of course guess where they went they went to a clam bar <sighs> how many clam bars can there possibly be um and she tells liz excitedly that he's gonna level with lila tomorrow and then he'll be all hers yeah and liz is like okay i'm genuinely happy for you like yeah you know He's he's you know he he seems like he started out like a dick, but he is actually gonna tell the truth. Why now. are they all just taking his word for this? Yeah, I know. It's like he was willing to cheat on you to begin with. I'm not <clears throat> sure you should believe him. Yeah, but fine. Plus, none of them know him. He's just come out of nowhere. Yeah. We cut to Jack and Lila on Friday night in the Fowler Sculpture Garden. Oh boy, do we! And Jack is definitely telling Lila something. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's telling her he's fallen in love with her. Um, and that he wants to be hers forever. Mm. 
They're drinking fine wine from Lila's father's wine cellar. And he says, this wine is almost as exquisite as you. <laughs> and yeah, then he says he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. Right. She's the only girl for him. S- and then... Settle down. This is the second date. Yeah, and then he says he wants to marry her. I know. And of course, Lila starts fantasizing. We yeah, get we get a Lila, Lila daydream. Fantasy. fantasy. She imagines their engagement party full of reporters. And she'd be the envy of every girl in Sweet Valley. Especially Jessica. But he says, uh, can you keep this engagement a secret for now so my family don't track me down? What's... what's? So they're engaged. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they're, also... they're engaged, but it's like, you might as well not be engaged if no one knows you're engaged. Hmm. It's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's it's, no ring or anything. No, it's like, there's he nothing like, then, is there? You know, not... do it properly. We're just like, yeah, yeah, I want to marry you. Okay. Um, also, he says the press would jump on the story in a second if they found out about yeah, the engagement. And, and that kind of made sense to me because it's like, okay, like George is quite a, a big figure. So I guess maybe it might make the papers and then maybe his father would find mm, out. He, oh, okay. he was hinting that it would be because of his family. That his family would find out, wouldn't it? No, that the press, that his family are so important that the press would... Track them down. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because Lila wonders who who he is for the press to find him so important. Yeah, of course. But doesn't she wonder if he's so important why she hasn't heard of him? Yeah, I thought that. Like, surely, (laughs) you know, you would have probably heard of him if he was that big of a deal. But And then, then, I can't fucking believe this. (laughs) This is my... This, you know, when I... I told you my favourite bit was before this bit because I laughed out loud at this bit. If this is the bit you're going to say. Um, I don't think it is. I don't think we've spoken about this bit. Oh, no, we haven't spoken so about it. He names the he names the North Star after yeah. Lila. And he, he gives her the literally the exact same words. He picks the same star. And the same star that he used on Jessica. Yep. So it was called... So it started off as the North Star a week ago. Then <laughs> it became the Jessica Star. Now it's the Lila Star. <laughs> Yeah, and he literally says the same words. It's exactly the same. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's not brilliant. I, know, I mean, he's, he's a complete asshole, but it was <laughs> hilarious to read. <laughs> they decide to celebrate their engagement privately at his house the following night. Yeah, but, uh, well, yeah, because they, they were originally going to do it at Lila's house, but they can't because George is going to mm. be home. He's having a dinner party. So Jack suggests they do it at his house. And, of course, Lila is excited, uh, you know, excitedly agreed, um, you know, because... That means that tomorrow night, she's going to find out and, uh, you know, she'll be the fiancé of a prince. <laughs> Meanwhile, Elizabeth's still worrying about Robin and George. Um, as usual, Todd asks her what's up and she lies and says she's fine. <sighs> just just you tell know, if, Todd. If, 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 just tell Todd. What? How tell, many times have we said tell if Todd? If she'd podcast? picked up the phone and told Enid and showed her the photos, she wouldn't have had to have even lied to Todd. She could have no. just been like, she doesn't Enid's have really to upset. lie to Todd anyway, though. Yeah, I know. Like your boyfriend, gonna Todd. Tell Enid. Is gonna, Todd's never spread rumors about anyone no. or said anything about anyone. So, in bed that night, she's tossing and turning. She decides to go to the airfield herself tomorrow and talk to George That's and Robin. So ridiculous. Because uh, it's the day of the awards ceremony tomorrow as well. Yeah. And she thinks maybe there's an innocent explanation. Sure. They said it was quite a passionate embrace. Yeah. I mean, it was like kind of clearly not just friendly, right? So we get to uh, the next day. When she gets there, she spots George and Robin sat together. And then after the ceremony, she watches them 
embrace whatever embrace I'm assuming means, embrace means, means they kiss. snogged this that's time that's what I'm yeah, thinking yeah. snogged snogged bit of a 90s word it's a very 90s word I'm bringing it back <laughs> um and yeah it's obvious they're more than friends yeah they spot her and jump apart uh so she goes over and confronts them. Yeah, they're like, how long have you been there? And she's like, well, obviously long enough. Yeah, and they, they have to come clean. They said they tried to fight it, but they just couldn't. Yeah, I mean, they could have told Enid and, and whatnot. You know, they, yeah. they, they could have actually just well, told Well, it turns out, partners. actually, that Robin's already spoken to Alan. Yeah, it's just George. It's George, being yeah. a lion scumbag. Yeah. Liz says George has to tell Enid, uh... But he says he's taking her on his first flight later. Yeah, he wants, to, he wants to treat her to a nice flight before yeah. he ruins her life. He says she'll be so upset if we don't go, but I'll tell her straight after. I, I mean, to be honest, mate, I think the night's ruined either way. Yeah. I, I, like, like, oh, like, he splits up with her and she starts crying. He's like, yeah, but you did get to go on that flight hmm. tonight. It's not all bad. As soon as they touch down, it's like... It's I'm like, breaking up with you. It's like, this is the cap- your captain. We're touching down in Sweet Valley and I'm cheating on you. <laughs> But yeah, so that's what he says he's going to do. Yeah, okay. Cut to the Fowler Mansion. Lila's woken up and she's sick. Yeah, she feels awful. She tries to force herself out of bed because she doesn't want to miss her date with Jack. Now, I'm assuming, I don't know about you, <clears throat> I'm assuming she's hungover because they were drinking uh, wine. Fine, the night fine wine. Could it be, actually, yeah. Um,. It's only I only say that because they make out that she's got red eyes and bags under her eyes like yeah. Jack, and I was like, oh, it's drugs. Like maybe she's like been drinking. Yeah. Um. But anyway, she feels ill, and um. She sees her own reflection and shrieks. Yeah, it's like that bad. She looks like Dracula or something. She yeah. She wails to the maid that uh, she looks like a cross between Dracula and the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> The maid forces her to go back to bed and calls the doctor. Yeah, and the the maid is very sensible here. She's like, look, Mm -hmm. if this man is anything like you say he is, Mm. he will wait if you're ill. You can reschedule. It'll be fine. Mm. So what Jack does do when he finds out Lila's unavailable, uh, he calls up Jessica. Yeah, well, basically, this has worked perfectly now, hasn't it? Because now it looks like he has told Lila and that's why they're not seeing each other now. Yeah. He tells her he's broken things off with Lila and he wants to celebrate with her later at Guido's. Yeah. So cut to Guido's. Jessica's feeling a ripple of ecstasy wash up and down her spine every time she looks at Jack. Now, something happens very soon. But prior to that, he's this is a very public place in the middle of Sweet Valley to go if you're trying to cheat on someone. Yeah, I thought that. Like Guido's like, is the like the hangout where like all the kids from school might as well go. have been in the dairy. Like, and they all know Jack because they met him at the pool party. Yeah, and they all know Jessica. Yeah. It's it's a weird that it was like why wouldn't you go? Because like normally it's like when they're cheating they go on the outskirts of town, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we'll go to this place to hide from from someone. But this is like no Guido's don't care. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Jack's telling Jessica about a cottage his family owned in the Caribbean. Yes, and he, uh, of course, starts talking about <clears throat> Valerie and, and how much he misses her. Yeah. They went, sco- him and Valerie went, used to go scuba diving off of their boat. Yeah. The water was as blue as Jessica's eyes. And they discovered. Blue as the Pacific Ocean. Is that yeah. where they were? They were in the Pacific. <laughs> and they discovered an incredible coral reef. He felt like Christopher Columbus discovering America on that day. Mm. Then suddenly he stops. Oh. <gasps> He stares at Nicholas Morrow, walking in with a lanky red-haired boy. 
Yeah. His face twisted into a strange grimace, a combination of fear and hatred. His eyes were glazed and his knuckles white as he clenched the edge of the table. <laughs> like, I'd be seriously freaked out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jess, Jess, like, takes this in her stride. She's I feel just... like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah, but she's just, like, calmly like, is it Nicholas? Is there a problem with Nicholas? And Jack's, like, looking at him with rage in his eyes, yeah. white-knuckled, like, and he's like, no, it's not Nicholas. <laughs> um, and, yeah, then he says, I'll get the check. And, and by the way, off. at this point, Nicholas looks over and waves. He's like, hi. <laughs> He's just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So um, she follows him out and she, she's really confused. Um, and on the way out, Nicholas stops her and introduces her to his friend, David Matson, who's visiting from the East Coast. Yeah, they, she's they barely went to school together. Yeah. Jessica's barely listening and she just rushes out to Jack in the she's car park. She's basically just staring at Jack the whole time they're talking at her. Mm-hmm. Jack apologises and he says he's met Nicholas's friend before and he was worried he'd recognise him and word would get back to his father about his whereabouts. Yeah. She's relieved at this explanation and kisses him. She takes it as a valid explanation. But uh, yeah, I'd be worried about why he's so desperate not to be found. Well, and also, you'd have... There's a look of fear, not a look <clears throat> of anger. He looked furious. So it's like, it doesn't really work, you know? Like, he's he's angry. He wasn't... It was like a mixture of fear and anger. That's not really the right emotions. And then Jack asks her back to his house to see his coral reef photos. What a wonderful thing to do. That's the most original pickup line I've ever heard. I'd love to. I'd love to come (laughs) and see your coral reef photos. I bet she does. Dodgy, like, (laughs) underwater photos (laughs) from a, you know, 80s underwater camera. Great. Um, Jessica knows that people might say it's not proper to go back to the house of a guy she'd only known for two weeks. But Jack is the perfect gentleman. Like, fuck, not proper. It's, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. You're 16. Yeah. You're going back to this man's house. Yep. Um, but she thinks he's far too good looking to turn down. Okay, that's fine then. This is exactly and, and you know how you ended like, up in this situation that with Scott. That attitude could <laughs> get into a hell of a lot of trouble. That's literally what happened with Scott. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I want to have sex with you. Oh, he's just too good looking to turn down, yeah, so I, just, I have I to do it. Yeah, I can't say no. Just got, just you know, that is it. not a good attitude. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, the real reason is she thinks she can do some snooping when she gets there. Yeah. So, back Jess, to... Jess, sorry, come on. Sorry, I was just going to say, Jess does say that she uh, <clears throat> she did tell Liz that they were going to go to Seca Lake with um, them and Todd. They might see them later. Mm. But she's like, oh, I guess we could go to your house first. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at Guido's... Nicholas is tell, telling his friend that he's worried about Jessica. Yeah, he tells David that he recognises him from somewhere. Um, mm. And that when he saw him in the mall recently, he was basically drugged off of his tits. Yeah, he was stumbling around and seemed drunk. Yeah. And then suddenly David realises. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, the amount of detail that David has all of a sudden is amazing. He's gone from like not recognising like, him at all. I not even recognise the guy to like, oh, this is him. This is his parents. This is where he lived. Yeah. So the story is that Jack actually went to school with um, Nicholas and David. So that's how Nicholas knows him. Yeah, Nicholas started like just as Jack was leaving, which is why Nicholas doesn't really recognise him. Doesn't really yeah. explain why David doesn't until now, no. but fine. Um, and then Jack got kicked out of school yeah, for he... robbing a girl he'd been dating at knife point. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty serious. And she didn't press charges, though. No. No, but he got expelled. 
Um, and then uh, they, they realize they have to find Jessica. They get into Nicholas's Jeep and then David tells Nicholas everything. even more of the story. <laughs> the whole history yeah. of, uh, of him. So apparently he was kind of known as a modern day Jekyll in Hyde. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he's a complete gentleman who would suddenly turn into a complete monster. Yeah, so Jack's entire family died in a boating accident. Always boating accidents. And then, uh, yeah, then he turned into this Jekyll and Hyde character. Yeah. He used to escape to a world where his younger sister was still alive. Yes, um, and uh, he also fantasized that he was super rich. Mm. His uncle sent him to boarding school, and that's where this like rich kid's lie started. Yeah. Um, he used to tell all the other kids about how rich and important he was. Mm-hmm. And he gradually just lost his grip on reality. Um, and turned to drugs. And that was when he got into drugs. Yeah. He was stealing to support his habit and also to pay for the expensive clothes and stuff to to live his lie about being rich. Yeah. And apparently David says the, like, the only reason he got away with it for so long is because he's such a good actor. He's so good at mm. like lying and, and manipulating people. The girl from school said that he turned into Mr. Hyde uh, when she asked him too many personal questions on a date. Yeah. Which, of course, now they're like, oh, God. Yeah. Because we know what Jessica's like. Mm. Um, meanwhile, Elizabeth's at Penny's. She's just leaving Penny's house where She's, everything yeah. got resolved off out of the book and we don't actually see it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the phantom photographer crap. It's done. Uh, <laughs> Penny Penny accepted Tina. <clears throat> She's in the Oracle now. Done. And Nicholas arrives to get her. Um and Nicholas tells her that Jessica's in grave danger. Yeah, apparently they went to the Wakefield house first and Ned told them yeah. where uh, Liz might be, which is how they got there. We cut to Jack's small shabby room. He proudly tells Jessica he did it all without his father's money. Yeah, I'm assuming he lives on the same street as the Martins. <laughs> yeah, he must do. It's gloomy and bare. And uh, it's not what Jessica expected. No, she's she's like clearly unimpressed. But he tells her he was tired of posh because he's been surrounded by it his whole life. I love it when he's like when he's like, "Oh, you just get you get bored of of posh and being rich." <laughs> and Jessica's like, "Do you?" <laughs> I, I don't get that. Yeah, uh, you get so bored you want to live in this shabby rundown yeah. room with no furniture. <laughs> okay. Um he gets his photo album out, show the coral reef photos. Yes. And uh, there's a, a photo of young Valerie. Mm. She asks if that's Valerie, um, and he snaps, and he gets that weird look on his face again. Mm, he says yes. Uh-oh. But, uh, of course, she then asks him if there's a more recent photo of Valerie, which uh, causes him to snatch the photo away mm. angrily. And then she's like, uh, maybe I better go. Yeah. And he's like, no, but what about my coral reef photos? <laughs> and yeah, then his, his face goes back to normal again. Um. He shows her all the coral reef photos and she's glad she stayed. I can't believe after the way he just behaved. She's like, okay, I'll sit down with you and hmm. look for your photos. I'd be like, no, I'm going to go. Um, She's still curious about him though. And she, so she has to use the bathroom. And when she gets in the bathroom, she goes through all the cabinets. How many cabinets does he have? And it can't, <laughs> like how long was she in the bathroom? Yeah. She's hoping to find a prescription with his full name on it. I like to think that he was in the next room and all he could hear was just banging and like, <laughs> cupboard doors. And Most like, people, though, they have one bathroom cabinet. A tiny one, yeah. Like I've got in there. It's just like. Let alone if you've got like no money. Yeah. He's so, put all uh, the money into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. He's really proud of that. There's more bathroom. furniture in the bathroom than like the rest of the flat yeah. put together. 
but she does find uh, an unmarked rectangular box full of drugs. Right. Full so, of every drug. Yeah, this is what's in the box. Pills of all different colours and sizes, a jar of white powder, a bag full of marijuana, pipes, rolling papers, and other accessories she couldn't even begin to identify. So basically this guy Just is every on, drug you he's think on of. all of the drugs. Yeah. It's not fussy. So instead of just getting the hell out of there... It's kind of funny, actually, because that's exactly what she said they'd find from Betsy Martin. <clears throat> yeah, and she did drugs, and She now just she found some aspirin has. in Betsy's bag, didn't she? Yeah, and here we are. She actually has found someone with all of the drugs. Um, And yeah, instead of getting the hell out of there, she just storms into the living room, <laughs> like, waving the box in the air. Um, she's already seen how, like, <clears throat> how he snaps and how angry he gets, and she just doesn't give a shit. And she's just screaming at him, like, I found this. What's this? And then she sees that he's going for, he's gone for her bag. Yeah, he's got his hand in her bag. Um, and she says, you stole my purse and you stole Lila's father's cufflinks. She's... And she, she calls him a phony. It's like, look, just just shut just, up. Just, just, you've Get seen out this of man is dangerous. Just leave. Yeah. I think she's seen enough to be like, this I should get guy gets here. real angry and he's got issues. Like, Yeah. But then he pins her to the ground and he starts strangling her. So this is brilliant. <laughs> now, bear in mind, as we read through the next th- sequence of events, that so presumably this entire time he's still strangling yeah. Jessica, okay? <laughs> so while this is happening, Liz is calling Lila from a payphone yep. to get Jack's address. And Lila is furious. Yeah, she gets hysterical first and she says, is Jack Okay. Yeah, of course, because she thinks that, that, that Jessica's done something to Jack or hmm. that there's been some accident. But Liz admits that Jessica's with Jack um, and then she shrieks. She says she's going to kill Jessica. She shrieks so loud that Liz has to hold the phone yeah, away from her because like, oh, she's so shrill. Yeah. And uh, Liz yells at Lila. She says, Jack's dangerous. And she gives her a quick explanation. Yeah, and then and then Lila's like, okay with it. She's like, oh, well... Tell Jessica she did me a favor. It's like yeah, Jessica she's, might be dead. She's not so. even really worried about Jess. No, I know. She and she just hangs up. She gives the address and hangs up. Um. So Liz, David, and Nicholas drive to Jack's house. There are eight different apartments in there, so they knock on the first door. Every every door they knock on, there's an asshole living there. Yeah. They're all horrible, all of them. This grumpy man in a in a boxers and a vest shouts at them to go away because he's watching TV. So Elizabeth throws herself at his door. Yeah. <laughs> and says, I'm not going anywhere until you help us. Uh, so she describes Jack to him and he snarls that Jack lives in 4B. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile yeah, Jessica's still getting strangled. This whole time. Like 30 minutes have gone yeah. by, she's still being strangled So what's floor. happened while Jessica's being strangled? Liz has rang Lila explained everything to Lila, had the chat with her. They've driven to Jack's address. Discovered not, that there's loads of yeah, buildings Not knocked on loads of doors. Liz has thrown herself at a man a with mask. a vest. Yeah. And Jessica's just been being strangled Still being this whole strangled. Time. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's still got her pinned to the floor. He tells her the party's over. Oh, he can't boy. let her go because he's got a good thing going in Sweet Valley. And she'll mess it up. Yeah, he says he liked her. Uh, and she's like, then let me go. And he's like, no, I said liked. I don't, hmm. I don't like you anymore. You found my drugs. <laughs> You're going to die. 
Um, and then Elizabeth is banging on the door and screaming Jessica's name. Yeah, and and Jess says like, you know, I'm in here. Help! Like, come in. Yeah, she begs them to bash the door down. Yeah, and Jack says you'll be sorry you said that. Yeah, and he takes her to the kitchen and grabs a knife. Yeah, he raises it above her neck. Uh, but Nicholas suddenly bursts in. He wrestles Jack to the ground. Yeah. Now, um, Jack actually slices it, Nicholas and David. <gasps> I Causes know. them to bleed. This is like... Yeah, David jumps on. He tries to pry the knife from him. And in all the commotion, Nicholas gets stabbed in the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Don't think anything happens to David. No, I think David's okay. I think... Yeah. Uh, or he might just get a shirt cut or something. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but then Jessica saves the day. With a quote cheerleader kick yeah she takes jack out with a cheerleading kick it sounds like um <clears throat> something i don't know like sailor moon would do it cheerleader does, kick. Yeah. so um yeah liz should never say again that cheerleading is useless no it just saved two it people saved from getting the, murdered yeah maybe exactly. three or four yeah and then nicholas and david uh pin jack's arms behind his back and grab the knife yeah it's, it's over. over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cut it's a to... Sonic Adventure, if you've never oh, played God. it. You wouldn't understand that one. <laughs> we uh, cut to the police station. Nicholas is fine, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, he was actually a bit of a hero here, actually. Yeah, he's be been fair. all right in this it's book. It's not redeemed all of his creepy behavior He hasn't done anything before. wrong in this book. And I gather he is going to be a creep again very soon. He doesn't need to do anything wrong. I just hate him Yeah, anyway. he's just awful. I agree. Um, and Ned and Alice are there and Ned and Alice don't seem bothered I know the, the whole like, thing. isn't like Jess is like I hope they throw away the key and Ned's like well no that's not very fair like, yeah. it's like hang on a minute it's your daughter like yeah your daughter's like been held at knife point here and like I understand the rational of like you know he's like he's trying to be rational and he's like well you know he had a really horrible life and he's obviously snapped mentally but it's like it's Some, your daughter yeah it's someone so like, close to involved. the situation yeah, yeah like, personally involved <laughs> You'd think he'd be more angry. It's the kind of thing you'd expect a policeman to say there, yeah. not the father. Jessica feels stupid. It turns out even the coral reef photos belong to the girl that uh, he held at knife point. Oh, boy. <laughs> even that was a lie. No. All of those coral reef photos. But everyone tells Jessica... Hang on a minute. Uh, he robbed her of her coral reef I know, photos that's at knife I, yeah. point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> She didn't have any money on her, so he just took she her photo collection and ran off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but everyone tells Jessica what a hero she is. Yeah, that so, cheerleader uh, kick she, did save the day, to be yeah, fair. She brightens up and she says, you all need to take me out for dinner. <laughs> You've just had pizza. <clears throat> yeah, well, hungry work. Yeah. Cheerleading i'm kicking cheerleader kick cheerleader does take kicks, it out of you. yeah um but of course there's going to be no time for food because there's a big commotion in the police off uh, in the police station yeah they hear an urgent message blasting through a police radio the message says small aircraft in trouble vicinity of seca lake i repeat small plane in trouble craft number ba329 rented to one george warren elizabeth let out a horrified gasp George and Enid. I mean, oh more Enid God. than George at this point. Not not particularly bothered about George, but <laughs> poor Enid. Yeah. And that's where we leave it on a 
a proper cliffhanger for the next uh, that is a proper cliffhanger that's probably the biggest one since Liz had her accident it says can George and Enid avert disaster find out in number 20 they've already crashed yeah they've already had a bit of a disaster (laughs) it's already happened (laughs) find out in Sweet Valley High number 20 crash landing I can't wait oh no we've got a good start to this year we have books so um, that was Showdown. Um, what yeah, you think? I, I had a lot of fun with it, to be honest, I did. And um, it, it was very entertaining. Um, Jessica's awful in this book. She was a real bitch to, to Lila. I know they're frenemies, but this took it a step further. Again, it's like, wow, this is getting, you know. Yeah. Like, why do you two even hang around with I each know. other at this point? But I know that Lila's going to let it off, let her off now, but only because Jack turned out to be a psycho. Like... Jessica still tried cheating. She's still happy to cheat on you. Like him turning out to be a psychopath does not invalidate everything that Jessica's done during hmm. this book to you. She's been awful. Yeah. Um, our last episode was special Christmas. Of it course. was. Yes. And uh, we got a few comments on it. Oh, good. We love um, your comments. Cressida Burton was howling when you commented on how crunchy Jeff's elf costume would be. Yeah. <laughs> and she said maybe the extravagant wallet that Liz was going to buy for Todd was from the American version of Claire's accessories, but it was stuffed with $100 bills. Oh, maybe. Um, maybe it's from Foxy Mamas, although I think Foxy Mamas is probably more of a, a woman's shop than a... <laughs> she, not the kind of place you're going to get a wallet, yeah. is it? She was an absolute fit at the suggestive word that Jessica mutters. Yeah. <laughs> when she was driving, um, Suzanne, it says, Jessica swore under her breath. Yeah. And we were speculating on what, what could it be? What, what yeah. she might have said. Because, yeah, I said to Cresta, I was worried I took it too far nah. my swearing. But she said it made her Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I won't repeat what I said again. No, but, no. Um, you can go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, and she also couldn't help but wonder about Ina being obsessed with Liz and Todd going together like bread and butter while she's dating a dude called Chip. Someone get the woman a Chip Butty. Yeah. And no, she doesn't like Suzanne either. She thinks she should bugger off back to New York. I agree. Um... Emma's second-hand life is, was just questioning the medical qualifications of the doctors, yep. as, as we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Trigtastic also hates Suzanne as well. So it wasn't just us. No, well, that's good. It's good to know. Um, but she I said, just think she went too far. You, she's irredeemable at yeah. this point. It's like, I can feel bad for her if bad things are happening to her. I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't wish MS slash mono <laughs> on anyone but you know she's still a horrible person yeah you know happiness media was listening to this at the gym and raging on on uh the machine how unbelievably stupid ned and alice are yeah uh, but she was lolling at jessica's elf outfit oh it is that that is the best part of the book i think that outfit uh, and joni char said cucumbers work for puffiness too but they have to be refrigerated first Okay. Um, so remember we had the tea bag. Yeah, I, I had. I've, I <laughs> cucumbers is a thing because you always see that in movies <clears throat> and stuff. Like they've got the cucumber, the face mask, and the cucumber. I've never seen tea bags though. That was that was a new one for me. It's not as attractive for for, for film. Tea bags. No. You know, got on not. camera with tea bags on your eyes. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, and also, she said short sheeting is folding the sheet in a certain way so that somebody can't stretch their legs out. Like, oh, okay. As a practical joke, so they have to get up and fix it. 
I mean, that's and, um, a minor inconvenience, though. That's not the but, kind of... But the first time she heard that, she thought it was like taking a pair of scissors and slicing up the sheet. That's what I thought. I was like, maybe they cut it. And then Cressa de Burton commented again. She said, it's also known as an apple pie bed. An apple pie bed. That yeah, sounds really cute. That sounds nice. Yeah. Um, And Sarah Trevor... It sounds like something you can order off of, like, Wish. Yeah. Just get, like, an apple pie bed. Bed in the shape of an apple pie. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Trevor was wondering why uh, the names for Secret Santas, why there was an equal amount of boys and girls, and like every boy got matched up with a girl, and why was it done in a sexist way? Do you know what? I don't think we even picked up on that, but no. you're absolutely right now that you said it. Yep. Yeah, because they only mentioned one basket with the names in, and it was boy, every girl, boy, boy ended girl, up with the a whole girl. way through. Yeah. Um, and she also said there's a Sweet Valley Kids book where um, Lila's dad actually does the Winter Wonderland thing in front of the house. Oh, see, I love it when we they connect that. like that. That's really good. I'm glad. And yeah, she also explained what short sheet in the bed was. Mm-hmm. Seems like everybody knew. Everyone but apart us. us yep. Apart from us. So yeah, follow us on um, Instagram and Facebook and give us more comments. Yes, at Kelly's Roadhouse. Um, and... We'll be back in two weeks with, um, I forgot what it's called, Crash, Crash Landing. Landing. Um, and of course, next week, we're back with uh, Casey's, first Casey's of the year. One of the gang. One of the gang. Can't wait. Disabled Olympics time. Oh boy, <laughs> that's going to take some careful editing. Yeah. Or at least we're going to have to think, because like, I don't know, maybe we we might be picking it up way too much. Maybe this book is handles it a lot better than I'm expecting it to be handled. We'll find out next week. Yeah. So tune in. Yeah. Tune in next week and find out. And thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you. It's been a, an amazing year and we are quickly approaching our uh, our anniversary. <gasps> yeah. Nerdy Kelly's Roadhouse first birthday. Yeah. We have some plans. We do. But uh, in any case, thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.